welcome to the Fallible Fans. I'm Mindy. And I'm Andrea. And this is part two of our workly woes. And boy, do we have them. So last week we talked more about Mindy's. It was all about me. I was going to say your I was going to say your shenanigans, but your shenanigans. Uh, that Mindy, too. Mindy's experience in the workforce. Uh, so if you have not listened to that episode, I would go back and listen to that one first. So yes. there, we might kind of reference a little bit back and forth, or we might not. It could be a surprise, but still just go listen to it because it's worth listening because she's got some pretty... Uh, got some um, deep thoughts in there. Deep thoughts, good stories. Good, good life lessons. So. Yeah, yeah. And very relatable. So very. anyway, so pause, hit pause. Okay, go listen to it and welcome back. <laughs> I'm so hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> you like to think so at I least. Like to, I like to think so. Um, also, I will try not to talk as much about math in this episode as I did last week's episode. I mean, it went okay and no math problems were solved, but nope, no math problems were left unsolved. So let's just get through this one without any math at all, if possible, please. Thank you. Math is a minor character in our story. <laughs> it is there. Trust me. It is there. Okay. So last week, Mindy was talking a lot about her uh, college, going into college and, you know, education and the pressures of like, should I go into this education major? Should I be a teacher? Is this what I really want yes. to do? And then, so I'm recapping for you guys. You're welcome. Uh, and then she had to go to a different school. And so she had to change majors. She lost some of her credit hours. And I'm not going to tell you what she decided to go into. That is a secret. Go back and listen to the other episode. <laughs> yes. Nobody's going to find out. But anyway, so I actually had a little bit of a similar experience. I did go into education. That was my, I wanted to be an English teacher. I have loved reading and words and anything that was just English, basically, since who knows? I mean, I was writing poems when I was six in a book. And anyway, so I love doing You've that. always had a novel, like not really written, but in the back of your mind, I think your entire life, basically. I... And you know how some people have like background music going on in their head? I, well, I do that too. I mean, I, okay, well, I also have a musical going on like any minute. It's like, I'm just waiting for someone to break in a song. So that's a different situation, but there's that. But then I also have a story going on in my head too. Like I'm like someone is narrating my life. And, and I feel like a narrator. I have probably like at any given moment, like 20 ideas in my head for a story. So it's just, that's just the way that my brain works. So, and then really getting into high school, I, you know, started reading more like comprehensive, not uh, complex books and things like that. But really my 10th grade and 10th grade and senior teacher who was the same teacher, she just, I loved her so much. And it's just like, it just like opened my eyes, like, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to be an English teacher. So that's what I went to school for. And I, I don't remember because it was a million years ago. It was either my junior year. It was, it was within my junior year that I decided that I didn't want to, uh, continue on with the education. So mm -hmm. this whole love of books and literature and things like that, I wanted to take more of those classes. And because, you know, once you get into that, the latter half of your degree, especially with education, you're spending less time taking those elective courses like literature courses, and you're spending more time developing um, your education skills because you're going to be teaching student teaching all that stuff, which I knew that, but I didn't know it that I didn't know to the extent, I guess, right, I didn't realize right. I would have to kind of not take some of these courses that I was really wanting to take. I was like, wait, I have to choose between Shakespeare and Chaucer, which is weird. People are like, who, why? I wanted to take both of those courses. So 
You are an English nerd. I just love it. It's just, there's something about it. I like things that are boring and exciting. It's very strange. So <laughs> the funny thing is, is that uh, my best friend, also side note, Mindy is also my best friend. You can have more than one. So quote Mindy. Yes, Haley, you can. Is that What is it? Best. That's not a designation. It's not a spot. It's not a position at the tier. So, right. I met her in college and we became like, I think we had a few classes together then something happened and we became best friends. Anyways. So she was just English and I was English education. And I ended up dropping my education and she graduated her English degree, but she also became a teacher. She decided she wanted to, which she never thought she did. So it was just kind of funny how that worked out. But, and the thing that and was, she is a teacher, right? Yeah, she is a teacher. She's, she's doing, thought. she's doing a year in Alaska right now. So oh, that's really cool. Shout out. You know who you are. Um, <laughs> So with, you know, switching majors, even though it was just literally dropping an education, there was a a handful of credits that didn't match, uh, that didn't transfer over to my English degree, which, you know, that's kind of weird because it's not that much different. So I, you know, that was another similarity uh, between Mindy's story and my story as far as college goes. Uh, Most of mine transferred over because my advisor was just super awesome. And he literally, we just sat in his office for probably like a couple of hours and just look through my degree plan and to see what plugged in. That's amazing. Where. So he's like, okay, this can be this one. This can go here. This can go here. So instead of me, cause I had taken probably, it was weird. Like I didn't even, I hadn't even taken a lot of education classes at that point, mm-hmm. but a lot of the classes that I had weren't classes at least specifically listed in my degree plan, but they could count towards electives. So we literally just plugged everything in. Uh, So that was nice. But when we did that, I had taken three semesters off from school and I went work full time. So I was, I know last episode I talked about Hastings. I'm not going to get into, you know, you can go back and listen to that, but I went full time and because I was like, I just need a break. I was so on the verge of like depressed because my best friend was like about to graduate. I mean, she had graduated. It was 2010, spring of 2010. And I still had like six, seven, eight classes left mm-hmm. to take because I was mm-hmm. behind because there were some things that didn't transfer over. Plus there were just some things that I was missing that I had to take to complete my English degree. Like I had to declare a minor. Um, I didn't have Mm -hmm. to do that with with an education degree, but I did. So I had to take those courses. That's interesting that you have to with an English major. I mean, for that school, I don't know what other schools Hmm. did. So I was behind and I just felt like my plan, this is not my plan. I was going to graduate in four years. I was going to go somewhere to get my master's and to get my PhD. I'm like, that's where I would have been like at my early thirties, getting close to my mid thirties. I would have had my PhD. That's where I wanted to go. I that was, to that was difficult for me too, because it took me six years as well, because when I transferred over, I had to start over at the very beginning. So I had another four years, even though I'd gone for two years. So yeah, I completely understand those feelings for sure. So I went ahead and went another semester, the fall of 2010. Also my financial aid had run out. So it paid for a good chunk of it. Like I don't owe nearly as much as I would have owed. So I wasn't just taking you know, five classes to make up everything. I had to take one or two. Though this college wasn't very expensive, but it still was money that I didn't have and I wasn't working. So, Mm -hmm. you know, my parents helped me out a little bit with that to kind of catch up. And then, because I quit my job to go back to school for full time, because I'm like, Mm -hmm. I I have to do this because I had, Mm -hmm. I'd gone, well, sorry, 
for me back up. I went that fall. I take it a few classes in fall. And then I was like, I need to take a break. It was 2010. Yeah. So yeah. that's when I went to work. It was 2000. I worked full time <clears throat> from beginning of 2011 to uh, summer of 2012. And that's when I was like, I can't take this retail life anymore. This job that I've been at for almost five years, I'm not going anywhere. I don't know where I, I don't even want to go up in it because I don't, I don't, you know, I was the highest level of management before it switched over to salary. And I mm-hmm. just wasn't willing to do that. And, you know, I actually moved pretty far in that company for where I was at. And I was like 20, you know, two, 23 years old, but I'm like, this is, I can't do this. I have to finish my degree. Like I was feeling so down and so depressed and like my life is just not where I want it to be. So I quit my job and I went back to school and I had three semesters. I did, I did a fall, a spring, and then a a semester. And I, I decided within my spring semester, I was like, I am going to move. I have to, I have lived with my parents from my entire life. I left, I had moved out of my parents' house when I was 25 years old. That yeah. is not the plan that I have for myself. Yeah. And I, and then we talked about this, you know, last week, but the plan that you have for your life does not always work out the way that you think it's going to. Nope. And it's not even on the time. You're on a whole different timeline that you don't even realize. Now, yes, again, like we said, there are some people who know exactly what they want to do. They put, they put themselves on a plan. They finish it. They complete it. That's great. But that's not, that's not everyone. And it's okay that it takes you a while. And, and that is hard because it was the same for me. Um, I'm not sure. I think I was a couple years older than you were when you left from your parents, because when I graduated college, that was the middle of the recession. And I got a job that wasn't going to pay enough for me to be able to be self-sustaining. So I had to stay with them. And I stayed with them for probably four years after college, I would say, until I got an assistant manager position at work and I was able to be self-sustaining. Right. So yeah. And, and, and I had, that was the furthest thing I wanted to do for my life is to Mm -hmm. still live with my parents. Oh yeah. I wanted that, you know, to be able to be independent and do what I wanted. And and it's crazy how you have one plan for your life and typically it doesn't happen. And even though in the moment you feel like your life is any, it is okay. It will be okay. It is okay. And I know in different stages in our lives, if we feel like that we're not accomplished or not accomplished, but we're, you know, not where we thought we would be, not as far as long, like at 25, 20, let's just say like 23, 24, because that was when I was really feeling it. Mm-hmm. I felt like a failure. Oh like, yeah. I felt like a failure. Yep. Now, you know, fast forward, like it was 2013. I moved down to where we are now. Secret. We live in a secret location. Yes, so my, my brother also lives here. So that's, you know, mine does too. Isn't that funny? Our brothers <laughs> moved first. So I just, I didn't want to move like to a completely foreign place right? where I didn't right. know anybody. Right. So I wanted to have some connection because I'm very, I, you know, I like people and, you know, I, I like to have that connection. I don't like to be completely alone. So I did that. I just, I literally, I know we kind of talked about this, like people that just kind of up and move with no money in their pocket. And I was like, that I was mean, you. <laughs> it, it kind of, I mean, it wasn't as um, romantic, I guess, as it yes. is in the movies. Yes. But I had this cheap car that I don't even know how I made it. I mean, I, it was a five hour drive, so it wasn't like super far away. And I may have moved down here. I mean, it was less than a thousand dollars. It may have been five or $600, but I moved it with my brother. I got a job like two to three weeks, maybe after I moved. I mean, it was very, I was putting in applications at everywhere and I got a job by September. I moved here like August and I had a job by September. So mm-hmm. 
anyways, and I I worked at a beauty store. I'm, I don't think we're going to, I don't want to be specific about the stores that I work at just because they're very much, you know, around and I don't want right. to talk bad about them, but right. Exactly. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe one day. So I worked yeah. at, I was working part-time and it was nice. The pay was decent. I mean, it wasn't great, but you know, I was just living with my brother and I would have to pay rent at the time. So yeah, I did that. And then I was there. I mean, I was working like 20, maybe 20 to 25 hours a week. And it was just one of those things that I was not getting enough hours. Like I just, my paycheck wasn't as much as it should be. And I was about to have to start paying rent. So I do, I'm glad I did get that job because it put me in a position to get another makeup job. So I was like, you know what? I need a Monday through Friday job. I have never had a Monday through Friday job. I'm tired right. of working on the weekends. I'm tired of asking right. off for the week, you know, to go somewhere. So I got a job at this television listings company. Again, not going to say the name because it's still around. It was a good experience for me. I answered phones. I was kind of like administrative assistant-ish. Mm-hmm. Did weird media projects. I can't even, ex- it's such a weird, it was such a weird thing that I can't, it's hard to explain to people that just are not in it. So, right. But I, uh, you know, I still have a couple friends that work there today that, you know, I keep in touch with. And I, that was several years ago. I haven't been at that job in, uh-oh, sorry, six years. I was about to do math again. <laughs> no, we already said we weren't. Sorry. Anyways, but I won't, here, I won't talk terrible about it. But what I will say is that it was one of those jobs that will suck you in the rest of your life if you let it. Yeah. And while the pay was terrible... I know people that, you know, when it was a small company, sure, they probably got really good raises and bonuses and all that stuff. But when you get bigger, things like that just kind of go down. Right. It just happens. That's true. And I was put at, it was kind of like, I, I, we were at like the front desk area, but we did so much more work than just like greet people. It's not like there were a ton of people that came in anyways. So it was between me and another person for a promotion. It was like probably like a dollar promotion, maybe a dollar mm-hmm. fifty. It wasn't even that much, but it was a, a direction up, you know, Right. because right. I like, I liked my boss. Okay. Like I liked working there. It was nice. I'm like, okay, this is going to get me good experience. I'm going to be here for a while and all this stuff. And, and then we both, we both were up for the same job and I'm pretty sure we were, it's so been so long. I'm pretty sure we were both put up for the same job. It's like you both interview it. Here's your test. Well, the thing is, is that her attitude and my attitude with people are two very different. I am the person that gets along with everyone and that everyone likes. I'm the same. I and, make friends easily. And I don't mean that to be like, hey, but I know that it drives me crazy when someone doesn't like me for no reason, but they, like, I just get along with everyone. Right. I don't get an attitude with people. I just don't. And I'm, and, and honestly, that job that I was, that I was talking about, that I'm talking about right now, what I interviewed for was not what the position I got. I actually got a higher position that I was uh, hired for, which I later found out that a lot of people did not like because I didn't pay my dues, but it was, oh, because, interesting. But it was because of my personality. Like I was just so personal. People on the right. floor, they were literally like cubicle working people, never talked to the phone. They did work. It was like, um, it was data entry stuff, basically. So anyways, because I'm that person, because people like me, which is great, and I'm, I would never want to change myself, sometimes I kind of get it the short end of the stick because what happened is because my boss did not like the person that was sitting up there with me. When we interviewed the job, the, the department that interviewed wanted me, mm-hmm. but because my boss liked me better than the other person, she did not want to give you up or he did not want to give you up. Uh-uh. They, she got promoted over me. 
Now, I heard this from someone else, so I'm pretty sure it was true. I'm not surprised because he just didn't want to deal with her anymore. Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, but when I was working there, I was not making much money. I didn't even barely get a raise. Um, I did get some overtime, so that would help beef my check up a little bit. But right. um, especially after she left, I had to do a little bit more work, so I got more overtime. But I was like, I have to get it. I just realized, like, I have to get a second job. So my friend who is still my dear friend now, you know who you are, who sat up there with me. Um, <laughs> she's like, hey, my sister works at this. She's a manager at this beauty retail store. You should put your application in. I'll let you know or let her know that you're going to put your application. So I did. And I interviewed with her. And then she was like, they have different names, but she was basically an assistant manager. And then I interviewed with the manager. They both loved me. Of course, we had a good time. Mm-hmm. I was hired anyways. And I loved that job so much. But I worked there probably for about a year. I was working two jobs and I got an opportunity. I forgot you were working two jobs then. Uh, wait, when did you move down here? Um, four years ago. Yeah. So I had quit. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I, I was just working yeah. at the one place. Um, so... <laughs> So I'm so thankful that that opportunity came up because I, like I said, another beauty store, I worked at for like three months, but this one is the one I worked at for, uh, just almost, well, hold on. Let's see. Nope. I'm not going to, it was over two years, close to three years, over two years. Mm-hmm. Um, nope. Three and a half years. Don't yeah. do math. Three and a half years, over three years. I knew it was over three years. Um, so, and I'd worked there for about a year and, uh, there was a position that they, had not they didn't create it for me but it was like our store that kind of did the test run someone actually had it in front of me but not for very long so they put me in that uh position Mm -hmm. and they you know we negotiated hey I was like well this is what I would need to have because of you know and I think I ended up getting like a dollar more than what I had asked for which was nice um and then I quit my other job I was like nope I'm getting I was getting paid I don't remember what it was but it was probably 50% more oh wow yeah then I was getting paid at my other job so I was like you know what okay I'm done so I quit and I'm so glad I did because I needed to get out of that place I was like I'm not going anywhere I can't do it so I mean I worked at this beauty company for a while it was so much fun like I loved I mean it it was it was stress inducing too because it's retail and you know we talked about retail last week it is not for everyone and retail is always stress inducing you could tell this is one thing that would frustrate me because I worked in a higher class area. Mm-hmm. So these women that would come in would just be like, they, I'm like, you could just tell that they have never worked a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely a retail in their life and maybe not even a day. And you just look at people and you're like, how did you become this person? Like, and it's not even like people that would be blatantly mean. It would just be people that were blatantly, not blatantly, people that were just clueless at how things work. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, your card is declined. Run it again. Well, I know there's money on there. I'm like, I'm not saying you don't have money on your card. Right, right. Like, I don't have a sale if it's declined or not. Like, right. that's not a, your your thing. Anyways, so just dealing with those people, I just, you know, what's funny is that I go into places that I'm ready to like defend a customer or not defend a customer, defend uh, a, a worker. I'm just ready to defend someone, but I never yes. see action in life. But when I do, I'm like, can you not like, you don't understand what this person is going through. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, anytime, like I have an issue like that, like I, I, I had one thing where I had to return something because I was basically charged twice for it. So I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it is okay. Like literally I have been there before. I don't even care. Right. I'm, yep. I'm more annoyed at myself that I did not check my receipt. <laughs> 
because I know better. Like if something's weird happened, you have an issue skin, you know, I'm like, I just always check my receipt because it's right? just, I yeah. don't want to turn around. That was, I was more annoyed that I went all the way home and then realized <laughs> it. And then had the to one time you didn't do it. You're like, seriously? Yeah. <clears throat> Anyway, so I was at that beauty store for, like I said, three years and it was kind of another one, though I love work and I will not regret working there at all. That's not that I regret working at that other place, but I pretty much loved most of it. I loved more than I did love it, but it was getting the end of it. And I was really tired of working holidays. I was tired of working almost every Saturday and probably a lot of Sundays too. Yeah. I was tired of being the one that had to do all of this work. You know, I had to close pretty much every night and sometimes I'd have help. Sometimes I'd be by myself and I need to do other tasks and, you know, maybe my time management wasn't great, but it was just taking a toll and I was wanting to move up and I was wanting to go above, but I just, I just knew it wasn't happening. And it was another one of those things where people liked me in the position that I was in, mm-hmm. which I get, but it's just, I'm like, man, like, but that's also not fair though. No, it's not fair. Yeah. I'd rather be nice and not be promoted than be mean and be promoted. I don't know. Like that doesn't make any sense at all, but it was just one of those things that I'm like, I, I decided right there. I was like, I'm done with retail. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing Time it for something different. And so I just, I'm, I'm like, I want to write. I want to do something that is, you know, remotely <laughs> close to my degree. Right. Uh, and I don't, I can't do this anymore. And I was putting, I, I think I'd done one or two inter. No, I think I just did one interview and then I'm at the job that I'm at now, which uh, it's a consulting, uh, basically a consulting company, compliance consulting mm-hmm. company. So I do, I mean, I do, I do a little accounting. I do a little client help. I do some IT random stuff like troubleshooting passwords. <laughs> I do, I do sales. I do marketing. I just do, I just do a little bit of everything. You do a lot of everything. I do. I, I am like my own. I'm like, I, you know, it's, it's great. And I love it. And I've, I've been there for three years now and with no end in sight, with no end in sight. I found my, like kind of what you said. It's crazy. Like what you said last week, you're like, and the heavens open and this thing happened. Cause I literally looked at this. I didn't even know what it was. I just like, okay, writing blogs, doing some market calling clients maybe doing some of this. Like I was like, okay, like, let's, I can do that. Let's yeah. And, um, and I interviewed for the job. I think I had like a preliminary interview with two of the other workers. And then I had like a interview with the owners mm-hmm. and it was such a weird, I don't know. I don't know if some people don't believe in like meant to be and fates and stuff like that, but I do. And it, and I don't believe it's as black and white as it is. And it, it might be just something a little bit. I literally was like going up the elevator. It was a weird building was anything spectacular about it. it was like ooh, I want this to be my new place of work because it's so fancy right I yeah. just had this feeling that this is where I'm supposed to be before That's I even awesome. interviewed and then I interviewed I'm like wow okay this person is because so, I had to write a little piece of stuff I had to write a little not a blog but just a submit a writing sample mm-hmm. and I just didn't feel like going through all of my past things so I just created like I don't know like three or four pages talked about like social media and stuff which was actually kind of perfect because that was kind of what they were wanting to I didn't even know I'm like I'm just gonna create this thing and see what happens yeah so, yeah and I've been there and I know my value there I know my worth I've never you know sometimes you're like oh I'm not you know I'm, am I doing all that I can be doing do, do I offer something to this place yeah like am I just a a cog in the wheel Mm -hmm. is that the phrase that's not it is it a cog in the wheel a wheel in the cog I don't know I really have no idea I'm just a a piece in a puzzle I don't know 
nothing special, but I know my worth there and I am appreciated and it's told to me, I don't have to wonder about it. And right. so I'm so thankful for that job. And like you said, there's no end in sight. Like I know, like my, you know, my bosses, my supervisors, whatever you want to call them. They don't like being called bosses. We're just kind of like a team and a family <laughs> there. But I'm like, I just try to relate to people like and the people that sign my paycheck, basically, <laughs> you know, exactly. I, I have a lot of input and not just, you know, and not just like, I don't mean lip service input. That's not what I'm just trying to say. Not like empty input, like just let's hear your opinion and not really do anything about it. Right. So, I mean, I feel like I finally like figured out my place and, you know, I'm in my early, almost mid thirties and it took me a long time. And 10 years ago, I thought I would think that it's never, I'm never going to figure it out. I'm just behind. I should have already done this by now. I'm still living with my parents. What am I going to do with my life? I mean, hello. I thought I was going to be married with like 4,000 kids, but enough for those kids. But like I was playing on four kids when I was like 17 years old, like I had. So it's like you just feel like you failed. And but the thing is, is that you haven't you just haven't found the thing that you were supposed to do yet. It's like just because like I'm fully a fully believer of like things happen for a reason. And so my job positions, how they were when I did them, who I did them with fully set me up for the job that I'm in right now. Yep, exactly. So, same, same. Like I would have never even stumbled across this, the job that I'm in now, if I didn't, right. you know, work through what I am. And hello, Mindy, we may have not even probably not even had this podcast had we not have, you know? Exactly. I mean, I wouldn't have lived, I wouldn't have moved yeah. here to where we would have, wouldn't have gotten closer and had this, this relationship with one another to form this podcast. So things are fully supposed to happen for a reason. I really do believe. I think so too. And I just cannot stress enough when you're in the thick of it, you don't see how it's going to get better or how it's going to turn around. But, and you know, I may have had people tell me when I was in my, oh, you're going to figure it out. It's going to be okay. But it did not stick because it just, and it may not stick. But if anyone who is in their early mid twenties or even early thirties or know that they haven't figured out yet. It's not over until it's over. Like as long as you're still trying, then it's fine. It's going to be okay. Right. Two steps forward and one step back is still moving forward. Right. It might take, it'll take you twice as long, but sometimes it's worth the wait when it takes you that much longer. If I'd have had this job or wanted to start a podcast when I was 19 or 20, there's no way I would have had anything worthwhile to say other than That's I true. love boys. <laughs> like, I feel like That's I would just true. talk about boys the whole time, That's you know, true. or just silly stuff. And yeah, I will say the one thing I do remember that I do reflect on is one of my, my favorite professors who was my advisor. And I just, I adored him is that he had a lot of other life experience before he became a professor. You know, he told about, uh, I think he worked at a casino or something like that. He just did all these sorts of different jobs. And, and I do remember that. And I thought, I thought about that when I was like later on in my twenties and, and at that thinking on that helped me like, okay, I don't have to go from point A to point B. Like I don't have to make it just from one to the other. I can make my destination like point cue and have a lot of pit that's stops cute that is so so true you know so so true your destination is not your next step right it is many many steps right and like I said you can't you know when you're in the thick of it you don't see that there's you know oh you just have 10 more steps left you think that you're never going to finish 
and you think that if you don't make it in five steps, then it's not going to be worth it or you failed or it's not meant to be or, you know, whatever. But the, the truth is, is that the longer it takes for something to happen, the better it is because. Oh, oh, fully, because. If you listen to the last episode and you hear my story, you know that at one point I moved away from home and I broke my ankle and had to have surgery. And so I had to come back home, move back in with my parents when I was in my early 30s and kind of figure out life again. And I remember saying to so many people, I just wish I could just take a little peek into my future just to see what it's going to end up like. Because at this point, I had felt so lost. I did not know what I wanted to do, did not know where I wanted to go with this, what my next step was. And I just wanted to take a peek and make sure it was going to end up okay. Right. And here I am. Yeah. I made it. And it ended up a lot. Not that this is the end by no means, but at this point in my life, it became so much better than I ever would have imagined it to be. This is a mile marker. And so <laughs> it's our it mile is. marker. And so like, I, I hear a lot like, you know, at this point, if you're feeling depressed or heavy burden, you are where your younger self wishes they could have been, they could have been, you know, and True. at this point, like I've grown so much and I am finally at a place where I'm like, Hey, I made it. This is really what my younger self really wanted. And I did it. I'm here. And that's a very thrilling thought to to have. And so, yes, it is easy to get discouraged when you're in the thick of it. And it's it's hard to get out of it for sure. But it's worth it. I'm going to change the word that I said when I when I said the longer something takes, the better it is. The longer something takes, the more precious it is. Like it's a higher quality because you have to work to get to it. Well, it's the same thing. Like if you want to purchase something, if instead of somebody gifting it to you or somebody else buying it for you, if you save up the money and you buy it yourself, it is a lot more precious and you're going to really cherish it right. a lot more. And lot so more that's value. the same thing. Yes. And so that's the same thing. So you go through a lot of hard, hard things and you finally find something that's right. It feels so good and it is precious and you cherish it because you know, you finally found something that feels great and it's perfect. All right. Well, Mindy, I think I told to hold on y'all hold on to your bootstraps. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to say this one thing. I forgot to mention that I did work at Payless that last six months before I moved. Um, I did away. not know this about you. Didn't you know I worked at Payless. This changes everything about you now. I'm I sorry. I, I don't know if we can be friends. I thought you knew that I worked at Payless. I probably did, but I, I put it, pushed it out of my mind. And it's like, nah, it was not important. So I had quit my other job, the Hastings, and then I'd gone mm-hmm. back to school. So that last, uh, I think it was from like January to July before I moved away. Uh, Cause I just needed, to, I was just trying to get some extra cash and stuff like that. Right, pay for my right. last class, things like that. I didn't get paid that much. Um, and I had to be at the store sometimes for like hours by myself. And then it shut down. I was like, that is not good. I am two for two bankrupt. <laughs> you are. Though, you though are. To be fair, Payless, I think, went out of business just a couple years ago. So it was still years after I left. It was. But it was. I should timeline that out because Hastings also went bankrupt a few years after I left. So I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> But you know, the beauty, the beauty store, I don't see that happening anytime oh, no, soon. Oh, no, 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 I don't think so. So no. I think you're, I think you're good. I, think uh, it was I don't just, really care you know. about that. I'm just thinking about my current job. I've told that to my, my boss. He's like, what? I was like, and the other, so, and the television listings job that I worked out, they sold to someone else. So a lot of people kind of got axed and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was, 
Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Sorry. I just had to, I was like, I forgot something. I just had to tell people about Payless because <laughs> anyways, that was a fun experience dealing with people's feet. Uh, I got some good shoes out of it. And I do miss Payless because they they had some pretty decent shoes, but you know, anyways. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's change the subject sorry. and not talk about people's feet anymore. Okay. Sorry. So I think we kind of wrapped up your story. Yeah. So let's talk about our weekly whoops, which I have to say last week you said whoop. And I just wanted, I meant to correct you because I'm like, whoop, there it is. Whoop, there it is. And I'm sure people caught on to what the context of, of this I'm was. I'm pretty sure they did. Is yeah. that we want to say, we want to reveal our fallibleness. And then we also want to be like, hey, but we did this awesome thing because we want to focus on both sides of the spectrum. Okay. Yes. Week, yes. Weekly whoops. You go first, Mindy. I think I went first last week. Okay. My weekly whoops is I have been trying so hard to actually get up earlier in the morning just to have more time. But let me tell you, <laughs> when my alarm goes off at 630, the sun is not yet risen. And so it is so hard to get up when it is still dark outside. So I literally will change it for 30 more minutes. I'll be like seven o'clock, mm, seven o'clock. It is still dark outside. Hmm. I'll change it for like 20 minutes, 720. It's a little bit brighter, but it's still kind of dark. I don't get out of bed till 730. And I'm just like, why do I do this to myself when that allows me such little time to get dressed, walk my dog, go get breakfast for myself, fix lunch and get out the door with little, with little more than just like an hour of time. And so I'm just like, once our time changes, hopefully it'll be a lot more easier to get up at 630 because man, it is difficult. Well, I should have gone first because now it seems like I'm stealing from you, but that is also my weekly whoops of being a snoozeaholic. So I, mm-hmm. I had been really good about getting up, you know, at least an hour before I needed to leave. Cause I just, I mean, that's what I used to do when I was younger. Like I just, I like to be awake for a while before I start my day. But, and then I got into a habit of, you know, that time crunch, knowing exactly when I needed to leave to walk in the door at the right time. Yep. All right. And now let's switch to weekly when. So my weekly when is kind of small, but on Sunday evening, I was very tired. I had a very, very, very full, very busy weekend. And I really, it was like five. I really wanted to just go to bed and I'm like, it's way too early. There's no way that can work for me. So I was like, you know what? A nice walk would really help just kind of clear my head, just move some. And so I took my dog and we went on a two mile walk. And it felt amazing outside and it was just nice just to kind of like connect with nature and just, you know, be away from my phone and all of that. So I say that was my little weekly win and I'm hoping I can make that a habit where I do it every Sunday. So hopefully that can be consistent. Awesome. That's awesome. Hey, a little walk helps, you know, just that movement. Mm-hmm, it does. Even though it was like a stroll more than like a fast walk, it was just exactly what I needed. So, so my... My weekly win is is pretty simple, but I finished my podcast editing on time and got the show notes out on time as well. Uh, the episode that <laughs> I edited, thank you, was a doozy of an episode to edit. And uh, yeah, so because believe it or not, guys, we just don't talk perfectly. I didn't even say <laughs> that right. I don't even know what that I just said. We don't talk perfectly. I do have to edit stuff out unless you want to hear minutes of silence because me and Mindy are just staring at each other in the eyes. <laughs> So on that note, we're going to wrap it up. Don't forget to subscribe, 
tell a friend, check out our Instagram at the Fallible Fems. Uh, check out our website, thefallablefems.com. We are trying to put blogs up. I think there's one up right now. Maybe two by the time this episode comes out. And we'll We're see also you also on Twitter and TikTok too. Yeah. Just, just putting that out there. Yeah. If you want to do that. So uh, we'll see you next or listen to you. Nope. You'll listen to us. See you next week, guys. Ooh.